0: Welcome to Wisdom 828, where we're dedicated to stamping out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. Hi, I'm Bob Buchanan. Who are you? Who are so wise? Martin Luther, who famously nailed 95 theses or propositions to uh, discuss on the Wittenberg, Germany church door in 1417, unwittingly sparked uh, what church historians call a reformation. Now, Luther didn't intend to start a a whole renewal movement in the Roman Catholic Church of his day. He only wanted to have a discussion about some of the church practices that he couldn't see that were supported by Scripture. Uh, But the result of the events uh, that followed did see the spread of church reform throughout most of Europe and eventually to the formation of the Lutheran Church and other reformed churches. Now, it's Luther's first discussion topic that I wanna to talk to you about this, this, uh, on this episode. Luther wrote this, when our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, repent, he willed that the entire life of believers to be one of repentance. So what did he mean by that? What, what does a life of repentance actually look like? Now, most of us think of repentance as necessary at the beginning of the Christian life and we're absolutely right to think so. But Luther meant more than that. He was pointing Christians towards a spiritual discipline to practice from the day of salvation to the day of glory. So let's explore how that discipline works. Luther was firmly committed to the biblical doctrine that our need of a savior is not only about forgiving our sins, but we need the Holy Spirit to transform our lives. Removing from our lives and our disordered loves, those things that distract us from loving God. The first commandment that we are to obey. Repentance means a change of mind and life direction about everything in our lives. Before coming to Christ, we're sinners. We love the world, we love everything in the world, and we're also alienated from God by actually from the moment of conception. And we will stay in that condition unless God breaks into our lives with the power of the gospel and brings us to trust in Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. And so when we come to Christ for salvation, there is a sense that our salvation is ongoing and we call that sanctification. We are really changed. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And you've probably known from your own experience that while we are a new creation in Christ, we still retain some of those old habits that characterized our sinful lives. The difference between then and now is the promise that sin won't have authority over our lives. In other words, Jesus said because of the power of the Holy Spirit that's living in us, sin won't be able to boss us around anymore. We have the power to defeat that sin and become more like Christ. And I think this is one of the most amazing things about grace. We don't have to stay stuck in the old garbage of our lives. But the Bible does teach us that we still have a sinful disposition, weakened to be sure, but remaining. And we need transformation from the old us to the new us in Christ. So the process of sanctification goes on all of our lives, and as we progress in godliness we leave behind those old sinful habits, actions, thoughts, and motives, and we become more like Christ. And that's where repentance serves us as our help. Repentance is a fundamental key to that growth process. Just like exercise and healthy eating habits are necessary for physical growth, repentance and faith are necessary to spiritual growth. So how does that work out practically? Well, We have a model for this practice of daily repentance in the lives of uh, men like John Wesley and, and George Whitfield. Both men, powerful evangelists in their day in the 18th century, had a practice that we can adopt to our own lives. At the end of each day, before going to bed, They would ask themselves questions, a series of questions, about their activities during the day. They would ask questions about their motives, were they godly, were they selfish? Questions about their words, were they gracious or unkind? Questions about their witness, did they miss opportunities to share Christ? Well, Tim Keller, the former pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City has done an excellent job putting these questions into five memorable categories. The first one is he calls deep humility versus pride. Ask yourself, did I look down on anyone today? Have I been stung by criticism or have have I felt snubbed? Did I retaliate or trust in the grace of Jesus to get past that pain? The second question is, wise courage versus anxiety. And here we ask ourselves if we have avoided people or tasks that we know that we actually have to face. Have I been anxious or or worried? Was I rash or impulsive? If you find that you've been anxious or worried, reflect on the grace of Christ and ask for calm and thoughtful boldness. The third category Keller writes about is called Um, uh, the difference between Christian love and indifference. During the day, did we speak with kindness or unkindness? Did I try to justify my impatience or irritability by caricaturizing someone else in my thoughts? Was I self-absorbed, indifferent, and inattentive to others? Once again, consider the free grace of Christ as you think about his kindness as towards you, his patience with you, and with how infinitely attentive he is to you. The fourth category focuses on our motives. Were my motives godly? Did I have a single eye on doing all that I could do with, to, to glorify God and uh, promote the good of others in my heart? Or was I driven by fears or a need for the approval of others? If so, consider how the grace of Jesus provides us with what we're looking for in all other ways. Ask the Lord uh, to make you happy enough in Him to avoid sin and wise enough to avoid danger. The last category always gets me, was I content or complaining? Frustrations come in many forms and directions. Things don't go the way I want, and so I start complaining about that stupid tool that won't work the way it should or the people who frustrate my plans. Well, if that's you too, ask God to help you not to belittle anyone, but regain a sense of His presence in that moment. To repent is simply to see that nothing good dwells in our hearts and therefore to look entirely to the savior so how can we ever scrape uh, the bottom of the barrel of our sinfulness and sinful motives without that daily practice of self-examination and where necessary to repent and to change direction well that's all the time we have for now thanks for watching and and thanks to steve dyan who never complains about any of his work on Wisdom 828, where we're dedicated to stamping out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. You'll be of good cheer.